On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Wednesday, February 16th, Ian Cameron, Jimmy Murphy, and Andrew McGinnis momentarily joining the show as well. Uh, we are ready for a Wednesday night NHL card, and it is a great card. Four games, and yeah, not as big a card as last night, but four with the potential uh, to, be, for, to be four games that are outstanding on paper when I look at them. Uh, we have some uh, terrific matchups tonight. Uh, Minnesota, Winnipeg, two teams that really don't like each other. The bad blood has really increased, uh, especially in the last meeting uh, between those two teams. They are going at it head-to-head. We've got a ter- uh, pretty good Anaheim-Calgary game tonight that's intriguing. The Ducks are always a little bit of a tough out with that great young talent, Zegris, Terry, among others, uh, against a Calgary Flames team that is absolutely on fire at the moment, uh, playing as good a brand of hockey as any team in the NHL. And then you have a terrific TNT doubleheader tonight, Florida and Carolina, two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and the NHL, two legit Stanley Cup contenders there uh, going head-to-head. Two legit Stanley Cup contenders going head-to-head in the second game on TNT tonight. Colorado and Vegas, two rivals, two teams with playoff history from last year. Uh, It's just an outstanding quartet of NHL matchups tonight for a Wednesday night, and we're looking forward to breaking those down. Uh, Before we get to today's card, uh, we want to thank everybody that joined us on the BetCast, whether you just tuned in to the live stream on YouTube and watched the uh, BetCast live Uh, as you were uh, watching the uh, NHL action unfold last night, even if you just joined us to uh, tune in and watch the BetCast, we thank you. And of course, to those of you that joined us live during the stream on the BetCast, were with us uh, on the show last night, you know, Terry Edelman and uh, the Earl brothers, Nick and Tim. uh, And of course, we had Vito on for a while. We had John Massey joining us late in the uh, BetCast as well. Cheshire Cat hopped on late. Uh, with us, Jimmy Murphy popped in for a couple of minutes. Uh, it was a great turnout last night with the BetCast. We thank those of you for joining us. And I know I got a lot of messages from people following the BetCast last night saying, damn Ian, I couldn't tune in, or I was I have work, I was sick, I was under the weather, all this about, you know, you couldn't watch. Well, first of all, shame on you. You know, how dare you do, uh, miss out on the BetCast? I'm kidding. Uh, but more importantly, uh, there are going to be more uh, opportunities, many more, Uh, to join us on the BetCast moving forward. We will be having a live BetCast every Tuesday night uh, for the rest of the regular season. We'll be back next Tuesday, uh, February the 22nd, uh, with the next BetCast, and uh, looking forward to that uh, as well. And we're going to be doing, not every Thursday will we have a BetCast, but the plan is for us to be doing a BetCast on selective Thursdays, you know, not every Thursday, but a few Thursdays at least uh, during the regular season moving forward as well. So we'll have some uh, details and announcements to be made regarding that. Uh, just, a, yeah, like I say, an absolutely outstanding betcast last night. And outstanding, not just in, look, it was great camaraderie, the, the, the conversation, the commentary, just hanging out, having a few beers. I mean, it's like I say, we, we're trying to bring that, you know, sitting in a local bar, local tavern, local pub, type of feel 
uh, to the BetCast, an atmosphere, if you will, while we're watching the games uh, on a Tuesday night. And uh, that's definitely what we tried to bring in terms of the uh, BetCast there. But what I also enjoyed about the BetCast was we did a pretty damn good job with many of our live bets. We didn't win them all. We won ourselves a decent amount last night. Early in the BetCast, I pounced on a couple of very advantageous numbers and prices with a few in-game overs. The Tampa Bay-New Jersey game, that total, you'll remember, was six, six and a half, based on which book you looked at. Same thing with the total in the Philly-Pittsburgh game. Before the game, it was six, heavily juiced to the over. There were even some books that had moved it to six and a half. And I jumped on the... uh, the over five and a half at a plus price in both of those games in the first period on last night's BetCast, And it's really just one of those um, examples of what you can do to take advantage of live betting. You know, you can get better numbers, better prices. And, and oftentimes if you jump on those better numbers and better prices, you'll, you'll be better off for it. Washington, Nashville, another example where late in the second period, I jumped on over four and a half uh, in that, capitals predators game and that was also a plus price and you know i was actually still very much worried about that uh, bet considering it was one nothing going into the third but you know as we often see sometimes the floodgates open in the third it happened in the game between carolina and minnesota on saturday night even after that game only had one goal scored uh, in the opening two periods so you always have that opportunity essentially to have the goals you know pile on and late in the game and we kind of saw that last night in the Capitals Predators game so that was another uh live betting victory there jumping on that over four and a half in that game late in the second period uh we had some stuff in the late games that turned out well the Kings were up one nothing against the Oilers uh, after the first period I ended up jumping on on the bet cast last night with Edmonton minus a half plus 160 second period puck line uh, and that came through for a winner last night as Edmonton evened up the game 1-1 uh, in the uh, second period with that late goal that was uh, reviewed because they wondered if there was contact. Well, there was contact with Peterson, but it was the Kings player that knocked Pugliarvi uh, into Peterson on that goal. So the Oilers' goal stood, and of course they came on in the third period and won 5-2. So just a lot of examples there of uh, – Good bets that people made. And let's give Terry uh, Edelman and some people in our chat or that were on the stream last night, people in the chat. Apparently, when I was gone to get my latest uh, refill of brew, uh, which was uh, early in the third period of that Bruins Rangers game, and I missed out because, you know, I'm I'm pouring my beer at that time. I'm getting the next (laughs) I'm getting the next pint of beer going. So I didn't have a chance to get in on this, but apparently Terry and so many other people jumped on the New York Rangers Mm -hmm. at a plus price trailing the Bruins one nothing. Early in the third period, next thing you know, they tie the game. Rangers have their best third, uh, best period of the game uh, in the third period. Looked like a team that got their legs uh, under them in the third period. First two periods, not so much for the team that coming off the two-week layoff like the Rangers were, uh, and they ended up coming back and winning that game. So the bottom line is, and that's just, I'm probably missing a couple, but I'm just giving you like four or five examples right there just in the last couple minutes of what you can take advantage of and the bets you can make, positive expectation bets. And these are available to you every single night with live wagering uh, in the NHL. And I'm glad that the BetCast last night pointed out so many of those great, tantalizing, again, positive expectation opportunities that you can take advantage of with live betting uh, in the National Hockey League. It was a great bet cast, and we're looking forward to doing them every Tuesday night for the rest of the regular season. Uh, another great fun night. We stuck it out right till the end, and thanks to everyone who were on the air right till after 1 a.m. Eastern time when the Oilers-Kings game ended. But we made it right till the end of that game, and it was a, a hell of a lot of fun, that's for sure. Uh, we have Andrew McGinnis with us now on the uh, Wednesday show. Uh, Andrew was so disappointed he couldn't join us last night on the bet cast, but, uh, you know, personal things come up. It's the way it is, but I told him, don't worry. We got a bunch of them still to come on Tuesday nights moving forward. Andrew, welcome in. Yeah, my apologies, guys, but uh, I was able to tune in for a little bit and uh, saw you guys were having a great time. So um, I truthfully do enjoy them, and uh, I'm going to be hosting my own uh, next Thursday. So I look forward to that, and uh, I'm going to try and bring on all kinds of different people, and, and including the people, of course, that usually come on. But uh you know, uh, I'll, I'll be advertising it on my Twitter quite a bit and we'll try and attract a, a, even a different audience. And uh, the more people, the better. So um, look forward to building it. I'm happy you guys had some more success. 
Um, I, I want to just shout out that uh, that Sid the Kid goal, man. 500. Uh, I, I read a story today about how he was flying his his parents around and they were pretty much everywhere he was for the last couple games, um, living out of their suitcases, pretty much wanting to be there for him to get number 500. It happens at home against one of their rival teams. So um, what a game. And uh, for people that are fo- that follow me on Twitter, Ian, I don't, I'm not sure if you saw this. I actually gave away a Jersey last night. Um, I had a, a bet and a few parlays that involved the Tampa Bay lightning. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get some good karma on my side here. I tweeted out, if somebody, if you like and retweet this tweet and Tampa Bay comes back, I'm giving away a jersey. So uh, one lucky winner uh, went home or is going to get a brand new Stamkos jersey right from NHL.com just after uh, just following me and liking the tweet. So uh, it turned out to be a pretty eventful night. I was happy to get um, uh, uh, Edmonton as my last winner. I went four and two last night. Um the overs didn't do well for me though. I lost the with the Capitals over, and I did lose um, with that Colorado over. So yeah, shout out, uh, yeah, Cheshire Cat uh, with the Foley um, scoring. Happy for him. Happy for him. A great goal there from him. Uh, but overall, pretty good night in the NHL. And uh, yeah, uh, again, my apologies to uh, to Ian uh, more than anybody for not being on the show yesterday. Um, as I, you know. I really do want to have a commitment to being on all of these. And I've talked to Ian about being on all of them. So uh, I do apologize, Ian, for not being on there yesterday. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's, it's all good. Uh, it was still, you know, it was, a, it's full, it was a full house. It was, you know, we still, we had consistently five, six, seven people on the BetCast last night. Jimmy jumped in for about 30 minutes uh, late in the night as well, uh, which was good. And uh, by the way, condolences to Jimmy, not for, something serious but condolences for his best bet last night oilers and uh, kings (laughs) under six and a half that's horrible i mean i i stand by that that's absolutely awful and we were seeing that unfold two x two empty net goals uh for the edmonton oilers from three two to five two and put it over the total actually uh, ian real quick i gotta tell you i was on the air with morency during that oh my god man he had under six and a half and he snapped <laughs> we were on the air and they pulled the goalie. He's like, okay, yeah, that's one empty net goal. Sure, it's okay. They'll put him back in. And then we're both on the air together, like, oh my God, they left him out. They left him on the bench. They left him on the bench. We could not believe that they were going to actually score. And of course, who else scores that second empty but Evander Kane? Uh, you know, he's going to get his stats up. And the funny thing is, I actually had a buddy of mine that was on. Kane to score a goal last night. So I'm on the air of Morenci. He's pissed about that goal. I got my buddy texting me, let's go. Kane scored. And it just goes to show that, you know, whether you're a recreational better or full-time better, how serious you take it, it definitely adds some excitement to the game. And, and last night really proved that. Yep. And Alex, by the way, B, Alex B. Smith, he's in our chat. He'll be back on the show tomorrow. Now we've seen Alex under the weather. We've seen Alex, you know, uh, you know, he said sicknesses, he said flus, he said food poisoning. He's obviously had to deal with, you know, some tough circumstances. He's lost, uh, you know, a, his father, he's, a friend of his passed away, friend of his, Brian Blessing recently as well. I mean, it's been, you know, family issues. It's been sicknesses. This is a laptop issue uh, right, right now with Alex B. Smith, something totally different. Not not as serious, but still very frustrating. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, frustrating and ill-timed whenever a laptop basically conks out on you. Uh, and that's what's happened with Alex. So he's getting his laptop fixed the last uh, couple of days. Uh, he'll be back with us tomorrow on the uh, Thursday edition of the show. All right. I mentioned it off the top. This is only a four-game card. This might be the, one of the better quartets of games you'll see on one night in a, in the NHL. In terms of four games and even the maybe the weakest game of the night, which I guess you'd say is Anaheim-Calgary, it's still a very uh, intriguing game because the Ducks have that young talent on the rise, on the come, if you will. Uh, with Zegras and Terry and, and Drysdale on the blue line and a red-hot Calgary team. And then it goes without saying how great on paper the other three games are. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking forward to breaking these down, and we'll start right now with the Minnesota Wild and the Winnipeg Jets. We've got Minnesota minus 130, minus 135 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, rematch of just a recent meeting with these two teams, of course, the Wild and the Jets played each other uh, last week. Uh, right after the All-Star break, 2-0 win for the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, in that game. A shutout, a very impressive shutout against the uh, Minnesota Wild. 
Uh, Minnesota has since bounced back to win their last two games, Carolina 3-2, Detroit 7-4 on Monday night. Uh, And we'll see if uh, they can avenge that loss to the Jets from uh, last week. Winnipeg, just a very inconsistent team. I mean, it's uh, what we've seen from them now for the better part of the last couple weeks. You know, some very nice wins, you know, beating St. Louis on the road 4-1. But then they lose to the lowly Flyers 3-1 after that. They bounce back and they upset Minnesota with an impressive shutout. Shutting out the Minnesota Wild is very difficult. Uh, and the Jets managed to do that uh, eight days ago in that 2 nothing win. Uh, and then after that, they lose in overtime to Dallas uh, by a score of 4-3. They bounce back on the very next night in a very tough spot. Second of back-to-back games on the road in Nashville. And they beat Nashville 5-2. to So they bounce back after that. And then the last game against Chicago... Uh, Look, Marc-Andre Fleury was good. It's not like the Jets played a horrible game uh, against Chicago, uh, but another very good effort in net from Fleury, uh, and they couldn't capitalize on their chances. And Chicago only with 23 shots, but they did do a better job finishing, and they upset the Jets 3-1 in their last game. So it's just been all over the place from uh, Minnesota, uh, from the Winnipeg Jets, rather. And Winnipeg, you know, the good news for them is they're closing in on getting Nikolai Ehlers back. We know he's been out for a long time. A period of time, but uh, they're hoping to have him back soon. It's not going to be tonight, but closing in on uh, him being back. Uh, what a night it was for Matt Boldy uh, for the Winnipeg for the Minnesota Wild in the last game for him, his first career NHL hat trick. Three goals, two of them came uh, on the power play uh, in that seven-four win against Detroit. He was just magnificent, and he's certainly showing that he's going to be every bit the uh, player that's going to help this Minnesota team for a long time to come score goals, and be one of the better offensive teams in the NHL. Uh, you, you know, all of a sudden you've got his, you know, skill and talent and finishing ability to worry about, along with Fiala and Hartman and Kaprizov and Joel Erickson Eck, who's been, uh, had a nice season offensively as well for the Minnesota Wild. So there's a lot to contend with here right now uh, for the uh, Wild. Uh, right now we've seen the Jets, Connor, Shifley, Dubois, and even Blake Wheeler. Let's, this is a guy that we have been really worried about. Where has the offense gone uh, for Blake Wheeler? But, you know, sh- slowly but surely, it's starting to come back around here. He had a massive five-point night, two goals and three assists against Nashville uh, the other night. It was a little bit quieter against Chicago, but, you know, that's key for Winnipeg moving forward. Get Blake Wheeler, the captain, to rediscover some offense uh, and some ability to finish uh, around the net, and that's going to make Winnipeg even more uh, difficult to stop. Uh, this is an interesting game because you got it's certainly the the Jets off a loss. You'd expect them to fire back strong, but Minnesota losing to Winnipeg and shut out the last time they played them uh, two nothing, and you would think that they have a good chance to bounce back here. I just don't trust Winnipeg, and with Minnesota losing the last meeting, uh, I would lean wild here minus one thirty five. Kind of lean over the total here again. One of those situations where they played two nothing. The last meeting between these two teams, maybe a little bit of a different story to unfold here uh, in this time around. And kind of, too, when you look at uh, Winnipeg, we've seen under, uh, over, over, under. But it seems like when they have a low-scoring game, the next game does kind of go the other way. And you get a few more goals, a few more opportunities. One thing that was d- does concern me here a little bit for Minnesota tonight is their penalty kill has suddenly given up a goal in four of their last five games. And the Jets now have scored... Uh, a, a multitude of power play goals. Their last six games, they've scored uh, five times with the uh, man advantage. So uh, the Minnesota penalty kill has been a little bit leaky here lately. So I think the Jets get on the board, and I certainly think Minnesota, after getting shut out by Winnipeg last week, they get their offense going. So it would be the wild from a side perspective and over from a totals perspective for me in this game. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts here, Minnesota-Winnipeg. Well, the movement's been really interesting in this game. Obviously, looking at the overnight number, Winnipeg, excuse me, uh, Minnesota were way bigger favorites. Uh, I'm a big believer in the fact that I think that um, Minnesota will not forget what happened the last time they met. Winnipeg's way too inconsistent for me. And I know the All-Star break just ended, but it's going to be around that time of the season where we're getting to midpoint of February, where we are in the midpoint of February where we try and decide which teams are the fade and which teams are the buy. And I think that in this matchup, we have to all recognize we're getting a short price on Minnesota. I can't, I can't not play Minnesota here at minus 150. Maybe it's a little bit of a thought process at minus 135. You can sign me up for the wild. I just don't think Winnipeg has the capability to trade goals with this wild team. If we even see subpar goaltending tonight, 
from the Minnesota Wild. I feel like they get three or four goals. They get the win tonight. Give me the Wild. All right, Andrew, liking the uh, Wild here in this uh, one, minus 130. Minus 135 at our good friends at DraftKings have it at minus 135 right now uh, on the uh, Minnesota Wild. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at uh, certainly uh, – very, very much eager to make amends. Uh, certainly a certain Jordan Greenway, the one quote was, uh, you know, <laughs> that he's very eager to play Winnipeg again. And I'd like, <laughs> very rough too. You can tell the animosity level is starting to rise a little bit. I know both sides were a little bit uh, not too thrilled with the other t- the other side taking a few uh, liberties with some of their players in that game last week. But uh, we're getting a little bit of a hatred building uh, with the Minnesota <laughs> Wild and the Winnipeg Jets. And that is definitely Just a, little that's bit. a good thing. It's a good thing for hockey. It's a good thing for, you know, when you see teams that are the bad blood starting to uh, uh, develop here uh, between these two. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it goes tonight. And that is a good point, too, by uh, Terry Edelman as well, mentioning that uh, uh, Marcus Foligno uh, will be back tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, And when you talk about Foligno, he's not just a guy anymore that can fight and play the physical game and, and do the things away from the puck. He's having his best offensive season. Uh, by far as well for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And someone that, believe it or not, you've got to pay attention to uh, when he's on the ice because he is definitely having a breakout uh, offensive season beyond uh, the shadow of a doubt. He's been uh, terrific in that regard. 17 goals, uh, 10 assists. He's already beaten his career high in goals, shattered it already. And we've won- we're only, what, 40 games into the year right now? 27 points. He's already hit a career high in that regard. So he's already career highs in goals and points. And we're Barely halfway through the uh, regular season. So. I saw Philip Deneau did the same thing last night. Yep. He beat his career high in goals in February 16th. Wow. There He's found his offense again. Of course, he scored last night one of the goals for the uh, LA Kings. And uh, yeah. He, That's what I mean. He, he's, he, he broke his record. Yep. Yeah, and we we know there's offensive capabilities there uh, with Philip Deneau. It's just last year, it was a tough time. The puck just wasn't going in for him. Uh, But it doesn't take away from the good player he was on the other side of the ice, Mm -hmm. uh, defensively, one of the better defensive forwards. And that's what Foligno does too, terrific defensive forward. And now he's chipping in offensively, 17-10 for 27 this year in points uh, in just 40 games for Marcus Foligno, uh, giving the uh, Wild definitely added scoring depth. Uh, something again this year they they have it in droves and it's something they necessarily haven't had in past years. All right, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes. We've got uh, even money both sides, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, we certainly mentioned all these games on the betcast last night, and uh, whether it was uh, you know Nick Earl or uh, uh, people in the chat, uh, we were all talking about how Carolina first period might be worth a bet here. Same thing with what we have seen repeatedly. Uh, with all these now the LA Kings are the one team that broke that streak uh, last night against Edmonton they actually had the lead after the first period they're the one team that after the long layoff actually did have the lead so uh, that's the first time I think the first period betting against the team on the long lay coming off the layoff uh, lost was with uh, Edmonton last night if you took them first period against LA but still there's a long layoff for Florida they haven't played in a couple weeks Uh, you got Carolina uh, obviously coming off a loss as well. That's another, well, Florida is too, but their loss was way before the all-star break. They lost to the uh, New York Rangers, uh, but the uh, Carolina hurricanes are also off a loss in their last game, uh three, two to Minnesota. And for Carolina, they've had three days off. So that's the perfect amount of time off. They get some practice time in, they return home here to face the uh, Florida Panthers. So you can definitely see why this is a pretty solid situation for Carolina in terms of the situational element of this, uh, game it probably does favor carolina florida with not just a time off but more than two weeks because february 1st was the last time uh they played a game uh and uh, we'll see how they fare here we've seen for the most part teams really struggle uh in uh these uh return to act in this return to action from the uh, layoff so we'll see if that uh, carries over here to this game uh, it's been a very competitive series these two teams this year uh, obviously it's impressive to see what they can do uh, at both ends of the ice especially offensively we see that both teams can get contributions from multiple lines uh, when you look at florida verhage barkov and duclair have been terrific on top line bennett centering Tippett and huberto and now all of a sudden you've got sam reinhardt mason marchment came on extremely strong uh, prior to the all-star break and Anton Lindell on the uh, third line for Florida. So that's legitimately three lines that can score. And the same thing 
goes for Carolina with Tara Vine and Ajo and Marty Natchez, top line. Uh, Svechnikov, Trocek, Jarvis, your second line. Nita Ryder, Stahl, and Jesper Faust on the uh, third line. You know, when you got a Nino Nita Ryder playing on your third line, that tells you how much depth you have as well. Uh, if you're the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, what's good for them too is uh, their blue line, which is nicked up a little bit earlier in the year, uh, has got pretty much all hands on deck and everybody back. The only uh, exception is Jake Gardner, but they've got depth back there. They've got Brendan Smith who has been a longtime serviceable, sturdy defenseman, particularly shut down defenseman in his own zone. They don't even have him, you know, dressed on a lot of nights. He's the seventh yeah, defenseman yeah. on this Carolina team. That's a guy that's played a lot of hockey, very experienced, very solid in his own end. And he can't even crack the uh, Carolina blue line because now everybody, for the most part, is healthy. Slavin D'Angelo. D'Angelo has, by the way, turned things around. He's playing terrific. He's chipping in offensively from the blue line. He's scoring some goals even for Carolina. He's got his head on straight, you know, no, no, you know, shenanigans, no, no, no bad behavior or being an immature child, you know, none of that anymore from uh, D'Angelo. He's got the uh, right head space right now. He's focusing on playing hockey uh, and he's thriving right now in Carolina, playing with Slavin on that top pair, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, great second pair, Ian Cole, veteran defenseman along with Ethan Bear on the third pair. It's a great, great blue line for Carolina, and I think they've got the situational edge, and they're at home too uh, off a loss, and we know the home ice for Carolina has been strong. What, 16-5 and five, uh, on home ice this year? Whereas Florida, we keep mentioning it with them, as great as they've been, they are only 9-12. and 12. 9-12 and 12 on the road this year. They actually have a losing record, the Florida Panthers, on the road. 9-12 and 12 on the road compared to 23-3 and three at home for the Florida Panthers. So I agree. I think it would be a Carolina first period uh, and full game money line split for me uh, in this game, split it up between the two. And I like over the total. Again, talk about a team off a layoff, sloppy play. I'd expect that tonight uh, from the Florida Panthers. And we've seen over series history with these two teams as well recently. Uh, Florida had gone over the total five of six games prior to the break. You look at head-to-head, the previous two meetings this year, 5-2 Florida, 4-3 Florida. And before that last year, we saw 4-3 uh, as well. So the last three meetings, seven goals scored uh, in them. So I think we go over six and a half here in this game as well. Andrew, uh, Panthers, Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned off the top, Ian. I mean, as far as these four games, great games uh, to discuss rivalries a little bit, just some good head-to-head matchups. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to start with this. I haven't bet this game, not even a small play, no big, you know, I, I'll say that. Um, if I was betting this one, my money would be on Carolina, not just because of the rest and, and because of the, the, the layoff and all that, but mostly just I just like taking the better defensive team. And that's what I can rely on with Carolina. It's why I took them to win the cup at 14 to one. And I, I think that uh, they're better at Flo- than Florida at, you know, taking care of the puck and taking care and protecting their own end of the ice. So. At these odds, I'd go. I'd go with Carolina, but uh, I have not bet one thing on this game quite yet. All right, there we go. That should be a good one here coming up tonight with uh, Florida. That's the first of the two games on uh, TNT, and this is this is definitely TNT's best uh, night, you know, for doubleheader all season oh, long. Yeah. They can't ask for a better doubleheader than this with uh, this game, and of course Vegas, Colorado, which we will be uh, talking about uh, momentarily uh, as well. Uh, great night of hockey for the. Uh, Turner sports crew and uh, looking forward to it for sure. All right. We've got the Anaheim uh, ducks now taking on the uh, Calgary flames. Next up, we've got Calgary again. You're not getting bargains anymore with Calgary, especially at home minus two fifteen. Uh, home favorites, total five and a half here uh, in this game. Um, I'm on over here as well. Five and a half. I mean, it's five and a half with a team that's lighting up the scoreboard and I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of Calgary team total uh, over three and a half at a plus price again, you know, they're scoring in bunches right now. Everybody's feeling it. Uh, whether it's Johnny Gaudreau, you got Branson scoring from the blue line of all people lately as well. How crazy is that? We've seen good Branson score in multiple games on the Calgary blue line. I mean, they've been really, really strong. This Calgary team, they've been getting offense from a variety of different uh, sources. Uh, and it's been great to see a six to two uh, victory last night uh, over Columbus. And I mentioned this during the betcast, you know, uh, Lindholm's been good. Dylan Dubé, you know, like I say, they get depth scoring. Tyler Toffoli just makes this an even more potent offensive team. He scores in his very first game with the Calgary Flames last night. 
Uh, they even get the uh, youngster Adam Rzichka uh, stepping up and scoring a goal for them in the in the uh, victory last night. So, you know, it's been very good to see this from the uh, Calgary Flames since the All Star break. And I mentioned this. I mean, four and zero, and they've scored five goals or more in every game since the All Star break. A grand total of twenty two goals for this Calgary team in four games combined uh, since the All Star break. So you do the average on that. And uh, you're talking about a team that's averaging, you know, five and a half to six goals per game uh, just about during this stretch. So, you know, obviously you're playing an Anaheim team that's going to want to tighten things up. Yeah. And they didn't tighten things up against Seattle. But again, they were on the long layoff going into that game, extended time off uh, when they lost to Seattle uh, on Friday, uh, four to one, four, three, I should say. They lost to Seattle. Uh, They've now been off for three days prior to this game. So a little bit of rest for Anaheim uh, going into this one. Uh, Anaheim, though, when you look at their uh, team, uh, they are a team that now with a little bit more firepower than uh, we've seen, obviously, uh, in years past. Uh, And when you look at before the All-Star break, we saw Anaheim score 5-5-3-5. They were held down by Ottawa, 2-1, held down in a low-scoring game by Detroit, but scored three against Seattle. You know, they've actually been solid offensively of late themselves. Uh, They're still battling, of course, a couple blue line injuries. Uh, going into this game tonight, which uh, are something you want to monitor. Uh, but when you look at this Anaheim team, certainly with what you've seen, their power play hasn't been bad. You know, three power play goals for them in the last four games and five power play goals for them uh, in the last seven games. So the power play is, you know, chipped in a little bit uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, it's really been for Calgary. Their power play has been not all that great. All their goals have been five on five. That's the scary part. Most of the offensive uh, production for the Calgary Flames uh, since the All Star break. It's been five on five. You know, it hasn't necessarily been with the man advantage. So, yeah. been impressive to see. Uh, as far as series history, we've got three of the last four games having gone over this total uh, six nothing, six four, four three. The only one that didn't was October uh, early in the season where we had a three two game in, in overtime. Anaheim won that game, but. You know, it's just right now with Calgary, you know, they're feeling it right now offensively. Five and a half seems a little low, and I would dabble in the three and a half team total as well. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if Anaheim chips in a little bit here uh, as well in offensively in this game. And worth noting, Calgary uh, on the back-to-back this year, they're five and three, so a winning record, uh, and actually five and one after a victory on a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So no letdown for a team after winning the night before like they did last night against Columbus, and four and two to the over for Calgary uh, on the second night of back-to-back games as well. So I'm going to do what I did kind of last night where I had a Calgary team total. I had a first period over a great job by Chris Otto pointing out that team total in the first period on Calgary yeah, great uh, over call. as well. One and a half plus plus one ninety, And of course I had the full game over as well last night, but t- tonight we'll just go with uh Team total over three and a half for Calgary plus Bryce and also over five and a half full game. Uh, Andrew ducks flames. Yeah, so I'm just on the over five and a half. You know, I think like you, um, we believe that, you know, we're getting the five and a half here. Probably, obviously, some good goaltenders on both sides. But because of Anaheim, you know, their lack of production. Uh, I don't mean to keep patting myself on the back, but man, it feels good to see the, the uh, you know, how how downwards Anaheim's gone. I mean, betting them at almost like minus 110 to miss the playoffs uh, is looking pretty good for me right now. The way they started to just downward spiral and. Uh, they're just their goal scoring abilities kind of gone away a little bit, but I think that they they'll kind of catch Calgary off guard a little bit. Calgary seven straight wins, obviously their offense has looked great. Um, I think we get a few out of Anaheim. Uh, this game can finish easily, you know. I think five two, five three potentially uh, in favor of the Calgary Flames. So I do like the Flames, but the better play for me is the over five and a half in this one. Don't be surprised if the Ducks get some. Don't be surprised if the Ducks have a good start to this game. If there's one team that I wouldn't really be surprised to come out after a little bit of a layoff and play well, it's the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, one thing interesting, though, eight straight losses for them against Western Conference opponents. But they have done really well against the Pacific Division this year. But uh, I thought that was kind of interesting to mention. But yeah, I'm on the over five and a half. Over five and a half as well for Andrew. And we and Alex P. Smith was in our chat just to 
reiterate it uh, in case uh, you're not in the chat right now or you're listening to the podcast. Uh, best bet for Alex P. Smith is the first period over uh, in this uh, Anaheim-Calgary game. So that's uh, over one and a half uh, in the uh, first period here, uh, which you can get at uh, minus 110, pretty much even money. Anaheim-Calgary over one and a half, minus 110 first period. Best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith here uh, in this uh, uh, on this card. Um, we got Jimmy trying to join us, but he keep, I keep seeing his window on the bottom of our studio here, and he keeps going in and out, in and out, in and out. So uh, we'll see, because he, he mentioned, though, yes, last night when he was with us, the reception would be a little bit spotty for him. He's up in the Vermont Mountains. Let's see if we can try again here. He's up, he up in the Vermont Mountains somewhere. Jimmy, can you hear us? What? I can. Can you guys hear me? There we go. We got him. Yes. I saw your screen, your window going in and out, in and out. I know you were trying to get on. You finally did. Welcome. Oh. <laughs> Welcome for two seconds. Oh, there, <laughs> there we go. We got him again. Let's go, Jimmy. How are we doing? You got me. We got you. Uh, go ahead. I, I'm just going to say I'm going to echo everything you said about the Flames and Ducks. Give me the team total over in the Flames. Give me the over in the game. And I like that first period over as well. All right. Very good. How about Minnesota, Winnipeg? I'm going to go with Minnesota on the money line. And, uh, Florida, Carolina. Yeah, that's an interesting one, guys. I know what you're saying there in terms of the over with that, but that what happened with the Rangers and Bruins kind of scares me away in terms of, you know, I kind of went into that game thinking like you did, Ian, for this game where there's going to be some rust and it, it could lead to some goals, whereas it was more they just depended on their goalie and they tightened things up, and I could see, these, see Florida doing that as well. So I'm going to go the other way on this game. Give me the under in this game and also give me Carolina on the money line. All right, Carolina, but looking under the six and a half for Jimmy in that uh, Carolina-Florida game. All right, we've got Jimmy all caught up now, and we'll go to our final game of this card. It's a great one, of course. Colorado and Vegas, lots of history. Playoffs last year, Vegas uh, coming back to beat Colorado and knock them out uh, in the second round last year. Uh, we've got uh, Colorado minus 140 uh, road favorites here in Vegas, total six and a half. Look at the move toward Colorado here. Mm. We were talking on the BetCast last night, and uh, our, our Nicholas Earl sounded like he was going to unload on Colorado in this game from the sounds of things <laughs> uh, with what he, how he was talking up the avalanche in this game, saying he was going to be one of his biggest bets in, in a long time. But uh, uh, I don't know if that's played a part in the line. But yeah, Nick Earl, I don't, I don't think Nick Earl alone is moving this line, but it's just very interesting that uh, minus 110 uh, is what we saw last night on the BetCast when we were starting to tee up some of these games. And now we've seen this line just steadily uh, move toward Colorado, minus 120, minus 125. By 9 a.m. Eastern, it was minus 125. Uh, and now we're seeing minus 140 uh, with Colorado uh, as road favorites, six and a half the total. And when you look at the Colorado track record off a loss, you know, it's you can understand why there's some support for the Avalanche here. I mean, they have not just been good. They've been stupendous. They've been phenomenal. They've been incredible off a loss. And when you look at those losses, and I made sure I mentioned this, and we looked it up on the BetCast because I was interested, we have not seen Colorado in many games this year held to one goal or less, right? How many times have we seen that? Not very yeah. often, where Colorado scores either, either get shut out or they score just a goal. Uh, in a game we just don't see it very often so I was fascinated after that 4-1 loss to Dallas last night and you know I knew right away that spot stunk for Colorado and credit to those people that were actually someone messaged me said Dallas I think could be live here because of the situation they already uh, beat the hell out of Dallas in Dallas on Sunday they're playing them at home last night they got the big showdown with Vegas tonight you know you figured that maybe it wasn't the best situation for Colorado I was just not really ready to trust Dallas to go into Denver and win or Colorado where they're so good at home to lose but they did last night and give Jake Ottinger credit man was he good uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars outstanding in that game they were very good in front of him by the way uh, as well Dallas a lot of blocked shots uh, a lot of good jobs clearing rebounds away uh, when Colorado tried to get those loose pucks in front of the net they played well in front of him and he was good in net but I was interested and we all were last night on the BetCast how did Colorado do this season in a game after they scored either no goals or one goal uh, in the previous game? Here are the results. They lost 4-1 to one to Florida on October 21st. The next game at Tampa Bay, they
They won 4-3 uh, and scored four goals in that game. Uh, they lost 3-1 to one to Vegas at home. What did they do in their next game? Scored just one goal. What did they do in their next game? They beat St. Louis 4-3, and they scored four goals. They lost 3-1 to one to Dallas uh, on the road. November 26th, another game where they scored just zero or one goals, Colorado. What did they do in the next game? They beat Nashville 6-2 to two and scored six goals. This is a distinct pattern that we have seen with the uh, Colorado Avalanche all year, uh, essentially, scoring zero or one goal uh, in the previous game. And they've come back, and they've not only won the next game, They've scored four goals minimum in each of those games the next time out. So for me, this is not a side necessarily. I would lean Colorado too. He got Vegas off a long layoff. Again, just we've talked about how teams have struggled in that regard. Could even consider Colorado first period tonight as well, that even though they're on a back-to-back and third game in four days, you know that's still maybe not as bad a situation as, say, Vegas, who haven't played in forever. And for all the excitement, guys, about Jack Eichel, making his debut tonight. You know, this is a guy that hasn't played with uh, anybody yet on this team. He's got to try to find chemistry playing with Evgeny Dodonov and Max Pacioretty uh, on the top line. You got to develop that chemistry. Is it something that's going to be, you snap your fingers and right away you've got it? You know, I'm not so sure. Uh, He hasn't played in a very long time. He's had, you know, multiple injury setbacks. You know, is it something that's going to just click right away for Eichel and for this team offensively, the Golden Knights, as a as a whole, as a as a collective, you know, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, you've got Yan, uh, Mark Carlson, and Smith on the uh, second line. Marcia So Stevenson and Nick Waugh uh, on the uh, third line, and Will Carrier, Brett Howden, and Nolan Patrick. If you really want bargain bin shopping for Vegas, keep an eye on Brett Howden to score a goal. This guy is suddenly, I don't know, the last few games he has definitely been percolating and finding the back of the net for the Golden Knights. The problem is with Eichel now back in the fold. Uh, Peter DeBoer is dropping him to a fourth line type of spot tonight uh, in this uh, game. And I don't like that necessarily because this is a guy that scored four goals in the last five games for the Vegas Golden Knights for you, Brett Howden. And you're dropping him to the fourth line. I get it. You got to make room for Eichel. And there's some juggling now with uh, Mark Stone, obviously out uh, indefinitely. But part of that is dropping Brett Howden, who scored four goals in the last five games for you to the fourth line. It's like you're being punished for actually scoring. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like right now, which is kind of bizarre to me. So I don't like that in terms of he's going to get less minutes tonight, obviously being on the fourth line. But I think it's still worth a shot at a big plus number. Brett Howden to score for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights tonight uh, in this game because, you know, again, they've scored four goals in the last five games. Cheshire Cat's right. That fourth line's been a good four-checking line for Vegas, no question. Uh, Colorado, like I say, off the loss last night. I know it's back-to-back for them. You'd expect a great effort. Laurent Brossois, of course, will be a net because Robin Leonard is out indefinitely uh, for the Golden Knights. Uh, It's a torn labrum injury for uh, Robin Leonard. They're calling it upper body, but it's a torn labrum. That's what he's got. And they're trying to, you know, basically evaluate it further, see when he, if he needs surgery. And if he does need surgery, when is he going to get the surgery? Is he going to get it now during the season, try to be back, you know, late, playoffs or something or is he just going to try to play through and have the surgery in the offseason that's what they're trying to determine right now uh the vegas golden knights and their coaches and their training staff and all that so no leonard at least tonight and it'll be laurent brossois you'd expect darcy kemper in net tonight for colorado uh, Francois was in net for them last night uh like i say i lean colorado lean to the full game over but the bet i'm targeting is colorado team total over three and a half that's the spot that's the bet for me uh three and a half at a plus price at most books, by the way, you can get plus 110, plus 105. That's the current uh, uh, price available with this Avalanche team total uh, over three and a half. I think it gets there. I, I spoke out of the track record. It's just flawless. When Colorado scores one goal or gets shut out in the previous game, in the next game, they have scored at least four goals in every game after scoring just zero or one. Uh, in the previous game. So we're going to rely on that tonight. We're going to rely on maybe Brossois giving up a few. I know he's capable at times, but, you know, against this Colorado team off a loss, he could be in tough tonight trying to slow them down and shut them down and keep the puck out in that game uh, tonight. So I like Colorado team total here, over three and a half. And like I said, very, very much like the price here uh, with that bet, considering you can get. And if you actually shop around, there's some books that I see 
upwards of plus 115, plus 118 hmm. with a Colorado team total over three and a half tonight. So uh, that's what I like most. There's a few things I've, I was, like I say, I considered money line Colorado, considered the full game over, uh, but I really like the uh, team total look uh, for the Avalanche here. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Colorado, Vegas. I think just there's so many different factors that line up for an over tonight. And a lot of times when I've had that feeling, it's been for five and a halfs or sixes. It's very rare. I I love jumping in front of these six and a halfs with a strong play, but I do like the six and a half year over. Um, most importantly, when do we ever see an expected goal number versus the actual goal number as different as it was yesterday? For the avalanche, Ian, when have we ever seen, I can't remember when I've ever seen a team score one goal and their expected goal numbers were 4.2. That's like unheard that's, of. Uh, that's off the charts. Goal expected goals efficiency, by the way, you don't see many examples of teams that hit the four or, or higher in expected goals for a Especially game. That means when they you really had great eight chances that should have resulted nine times out of 10 in goals. If you had those chances 10 times, you should have scored on nine of them. Absolutely. And especially when you ended up scoring one goal. It's one thing if you scored three and they said your expected goals were 4.2. But if you had one goal, I mean, I'm really happy you listed off. I was going to say some similar stuff there about the at the game after for Colorado. And let's talk about some of the lines for, for uh, Vegas. I like, you know, some of the lines they've created. I feel like it's a great mix of passers, playmakers, and snipers. And I think that for a lot of times with players, when they get right into a lineup or when they come back from an injury, I tell everybody, hey, 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 hold up for a second. Don't, don't, don't go player prop betting. Don't go betting on this team. But I think Eichel is going to settle right into this team. I just have that funny feeling. The Vegas magic is in the air, and he'll create some plays tonight, whether he's scoring or somebody else is. I think they get it done. So um, both these teams have talent, and just also, let's not forget, Vegas is off a 6 nothing loss as well. Um, so both these teams want to get back on track in their own way, and I believe both these teams probably had this game marked on their calendars. And one thing that you and I discussed about three years ago together, believe it or not, is that these games of high competitiveness used to mean under. Not anymore. You know, it's it's like first to four or five wins in these big games now. I don't care how good your defense is or your goaltending. Big games now are not low scoring anymore. It's high scoring. It's, it's just, you know, team must score the last goal wins. And that's what I expect tonight. So that's a Colorado Vegas like in the over here. That's the six and a half. And, uh, you know, Andrew doesn't touch the six and a halfs to the over very often, but uh, like in this one here tonight with the avalanche and you, it's worth noting that too. It's not like Vegas is coming in here feeling great uh, about what they did the last time they played. Of course, they got stomped by Calgary six, nothing, but they've been off for a week since then. Uh, you've got Colorado, obviously, you know, back to back for them, but off their 4-1 loss and a track record. That's the thing with Colorado. The track record that I mentioned is not just that they've scored at least four goals after scoring zero or one in the previous game. They've not only just they've not only scored four in every game after that, but they've also won every game after that. So it's a tough track record to go against, but it's a great game. We're looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward now due to circumstances. Kenny Albert, who's the lead play-by-play voice for TNT Hockey, uh, he's not doing the game tonight with Eddie Olchek and Keith Jones for TNT Vegas and Colorado because he's doing Olympic hockey for NBC. They got him working the Olympics. So filling in for Kenny Albert in this game is John Forsland, and it's great to hear him again doing a national game. Hey, hey, what do you say? Great broadcaster. Uh, done games with NBC the last few years before this year. Carolina Hurricanes television play-by-play voice for multiple decades. And of course, starting this year in their first season in existence is now the new Seattle Kraken uh, television play-by-play voice. Uh, Johnny Forsland will be on the mic for that game. And uh, he's as good as it gets. And when Chris Cuthbert is saying he's one of my idols, that's what Chris Cuthbert said to me in a DM one time about John Forsland saying he's one of his idols in broadcasting, one of his favorites. You know you're a good broadcaster. When Chris Cuthbert's giving you the stamp of approval, you know you're good. Uh, so there you go. So John Forsland doing that uh, uh, game tonight with Vegas and uh, Colorado on uh, TNT. 
great game this whole night. I just smile. You can see the smile on my face. Like I just smile thinking of the slate tonight because it's four really intriguing, fun, exciting hockey games. And I can't wait to watch them. Me too. It's one of those, like we both love um, breaking down these games, handicapping, but as hockey fans being able to number one, find some great betting value, but number two, just kick back and enjoy these great games. It's awesome. Uh, I got to tell you guys something just on a personal note, kind of funny. Um, not really, I guess not that funny, but I've uh, experienced experimented for the first time with HelloFresh. Uh, I don't know if everybody's familiar with that, but it's like they send you the uh, the ingredients and the, the food to cook pretty much and like recipes and stuff like that. And I'll tell you, Ian, uh, it's only my second day doing it, but it is just awesome. Like not having to worry about what I want to make for, for dinner or like figuring out what to do. And this is like all really healthy stuff. I literally just pull out these packages, get the recipes going, and boom, right to my couch to watch some hockey. There's no there's no thinking about it. There's no, what am I going to make? There's no going out and getting something unhealthy. I mean, it's just straight up make something healthy. I, I mean, I got this down to a science now, you know? Finish up my work, you know, finish up the shows, go to the gym, come home, make one of these meals, and then uh, we got this beautiful card tonight with the NHL. I just can't wait to watch it. And uh, I just thought it was hilarious. We always talk about how busy the life of being a handicapper is with research shows. And then of course, trying to watch these games and uh, you know, especially having a girlfriend, I'm always trying to make good meals and she's making good meals and stuff. And now we're just like, Hey, we just got these, <laughs> these ingredients and recipes being mailed to us, which is uh, pretty funny. That's pretty good. So it's a night of hockey and hello fresh. Apparently <laughs> someone's uh, calling me lazy. Point. It's not yeah. lazy. Cause I'm making the recipe still. It's not like I'm delivering, getting food ordered to me. No, that's my route. Yeah. The lazy <laughs> route. Yeah. Are you a big Uber eats guy? Yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a big Uber eats guy. I'm sure the, uh, I'm sure I'd pay hundreds of dollars every year in Uber eats orders or <laughs> skip the dishes orders or you name it. But I order quality though. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes there's some really good like, small restaurants in town and I'll get like really good meals from there. And and they'll still taste good, even though they're delivered, because the restaurant's so close. It's like five minutes. You know, it won't get cold. It won't get soggy. It won't dry up on you. It, it'll, it'll still taste really good. We're not just one of those uh, guys that just uh, goes to Ronnie McDonald uh, all night. And when <laughs> turns, he said, turns, he said, I'm on the, I'm on the, the McDonald's diet. I'm not doing these like every day, but I just no. thought it was pretty, I, I, it was my only, my first ever experiment, experiment, experience with this, uh, experiment, experience with yeah. this and, uh, experimenting with it is, is, was kind of like funny because I thought it was going to be kind of like a little bit of a mess, like just showing up with all kinds of different ingredients and stuff, but they send you all kinds of different stuff. And I'll tell you, it's making me a lot more excited about tonight's card because I just get to watch hockey. <laughs> just put these uh, the ingredients together and all of a sudden we're there. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> your mother probably won't agree. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, my mother is happy that I'm eating healthy probably yeah. and making some great meals. So it's <laughs> most moms are saying, hey, eat healthy, eat your greens and all this BS you got to hear when you're a kid. So I'm sure most of them would uh, end up being uh, happy that you're eating the uh, kind of healthier uh, uh meals and food that you've been uh, making yourself lately no doubt uh, you still owe me wendy's turn to or my, my friend calls it spendies not wendy's because it's a little bit uh more expensive there wendy's and some burger spendies. places yeah, spendies yeah. uh but uh, no, wendy's is good though i got it oh, yeah. old-fashioned style burgers every now you just don't want to load up because if you put the pounds on quickly if you have it every day or every week but uh no doubt it's not bad it's just a little pricier than the average burger joint so that's why i call it spendies <laughs> Uh, a little bit there. Andrew yeah. and Ian's review we'll, every day. We'll, we'll food review. reviews, Ice yeah, Guys I'll... hockey show, betting show, and food reviews. <laughs> uh, one last thing I want to note, by the way, on the uh, Vegas Colorado game, I'm going to sprinkle on Eichel to score. It's just one of those knee jerk things. Guys, guys making his debut checked. uh with uh, the team. It's just something to uh, consider here. It's uh, to full. I'm still mad that I didn't bet to Foley because I'm someone. Me too. Me yesterday. too. Yeah. And What's I want the price here on Eichel. Uh, let me just uh, verify that before we uh, get uh, finish up and wrap up here the uh, show. Uh, Jack Eichel, it looks like is um, all right. Let me just uh, we'll have to take a look. We got I didn't have DraftKings open. That's my bad. So now we will uh, open it up here. All right, Colorado Vegas. Uh, here we go. Player props. Uh, we've got Eichel at plus two hundred. There you go at DraftKings. 
That's a that's good price. Where that's where the spray. He's going to be centering the top line. It's not like they're easing him in. No, no, no. Top no. line. He's going to be right there playing with uh, uh, Dodonov uh, on that uh, top line uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So, uh, you know, jump on, uh, you know, plus 200. He's going to get the uh, looks tonight. You know, he's going to get the ice time. He's going to play on the power play. He's going to be with Pacioretty and Dodonov on the top line. You know, there you go. Plus 225, even uh, uh, MDR 24 is saying that you can find. So plus 200 or greater is good value for a yep. guy that you know is going to be charged up. The adrenaline's flowing tonight, making his debut, finally playing for a good team, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, excited to see how he fares here in his debut. We have not seen Jack Eichel play hockey in a while. Uh, we will see how it goes for him tonight. Um before we wrap up with best bets, mention DraftKings Sportsbook as always. Uh, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL and NBA, is too good to pass up. Uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Make sure you join us tomorrow. Big Thursday card, and we have special guest Danny Ur. Ehrman, former pro hockey player, on the show with us as a guest tomorrow. We're looking forward to that, 2 p.m. Eastern. Join us tomorrow for that on the ice, guys. Uh, right now, best bets to uh, wrap up the uh, Wednesday uh, card. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? I'll go with uh, Flames, Ducks, over 5.5. All right, Anaheim, Calgary, over 5.5, around even money. Uh, best bet for Andrew uh, on this uh, card for this uh, for this uh, Wednesday night card. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with that team total over three and a half uh, on the Colorado Avalanche. It's just a great number. It's a great price. You're talking, you know, the rarity it is to get a 100% perfect betting angle on a season, which this is Colorado off a zero or one goal performance, scoring four goals in their next game. Every time this year, being able to get a 100% betting betting angle on your side, and getting a plus 115 to plus 118 price in some spots on an over three and a half team total when there's a 100% angle pointing you in the direction of a team that has scored at least four goals in every game after one goal or less the previous game. That's great odds. That's great math in your favor. That's great percentages in your favor. And that is a positive expectation bet if I've ever seen one. Colorado Avalanche team total over three and a half plus 115. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here tonight for this wednesday nhl card and that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us we appreciate it uh hit the like button uh, on the way out uh it definitely helps us out a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. And yes, KP, thank you for mentioning that. Four NHL games tonight, a great slate, and a huge women's hockey gold medal game. USA and Canada, the rivalry renewed. It's always those two teams battling it out for gold. They'll do it one more time tonight. Uh, it should be exciting. It's always a great game with the... Uh, uh, U.S. and Canadian women going head-to-head. -head. They don't like each other. Uh, there should be some uh, physicality as well. It's going to be a great game. Uh, and that's the uh, that, that's at the end of the night uh, as well. So keep an eye on that. Actually, I think well, that night starting, is going to be tonight. Yeah, as Vegas, Colorado is going, I think that is when that game will be starting. So definitely be keeping a close eye on that as well as the U.S. and Canadian women's hockey teams renew their rivalry and go for gold in Beijing. Uh, tonight looking forward to that uh, for Andrew McGinnis I'm Ian Cameron and thanks to Jimmy Murphy for joining us as well briefly as reception was in and out but 
He, he tried to make it on for a couple of minutes. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Jimmy for that as well. We will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks. Uh, enjoy the games and good luck. Thanks for watching. Have a great Wednesday night. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.